Hey, family, welcome to A Moment in the Word. Hopefully there's three things that will be done here. One, you will hear the word. Two, you will receive the word. And three, you will share the word. Now let's get to it. Grace and peace. Hey, how y'all doing? This is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. I have not synced y'all in a few days. How's that? I haven't synced you in a few days, and I have been really, really happy, really busy, really busy, really busy trying to get multiple projects done, and so I can't be everywhere all at one time. It is only one of me. I know, right? Literally, there's only one of me. We've got some folks that's trying to be me, but it's only one of me. Anyway, listen, welcome to A Moment in the Word. This is your daily devotional. We do this every day, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. If I'm able to, if not, then I'll definitely post up a replay, something for the Feed Your Spirit, because I definitely don't want you to go without. Now, if you don't know who I am, I am Elder Dana T. Samuel. I am the pastor of DSM Outreach Ministry right here in the city of Detroit, where our motto is changing lives one person at a time, through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Last Saturday, we had a really nice time in the Lord. As a matter of fact, I'd like to say on this past Saturday, we had church is what we did. We had church this past Saturday. Unfortunately, many of you all missed it because we had some type of technical difficulties that were going on. I don't know what's going on with the Facebook thing or whatever, whatnot, but I know that my engineer, Curtis White, was doing his best to try to get it up there. And then I saw a little clip today, and I saw that not only was it just a small clip, but it was also at another angle. So what I'm going to do is this day for the remainder of this week, I am going to teach on what I talked about on Saturday. Is that all right with you all? I hope so. Now, the other thing here that I want to let you know is that we are normally having service every first Saturday of the month, right? And so October 1st, this coming up, um, we will not be in service. I will have the pleasure of being in Champaign, Illinois, attending the wedding of my cousin Myra Carter. I can't wait to get there. I'm so excited to be present there for that service on Saturday. So we will be having Saturday service the following Saturday, which is October the 8th. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to have Diane brings some cupcakes because we're going to also celebrate Elder's birthday as well. Amen. Amen. So if the Lord say the same, I will be 52 October the 4th. So I'm just excited, 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 excited for all that God is doing, all that is going to be done and even what he has done. Amen. Amen. But the difference is, is this what God has done already. Don't stay married to it. Don't stay stuck. And that's what we're going to talk about today, about what are you married to? Amen. Amen. So as I gave you your announcements, service is going to be Saturday, October the 8th at 10 a.m. And we are going to be at 13925 Linwood Avenue at the corner of Oakman Court. The name on the building says Mount Lebanon Missionary Baptist Church. But that day it will be transformed over into DSL. The other part of this is this. You all that are listening to me under the sound of my voice, I want you all to do the work of the evangelist. 
I want you to share the word. Amen. Even if it's not for you, it might be for somebody who listens to you. So don't be stingy. Don't keep it to yourself. Make sure you share the word. Amen. Amen. And of course, we want you, anybody who has purchased this book, A Moment in the Word. This is the devotion that I wrote back in 2019. If you've purchased your book, I want you to bring your book with you to service October the 8th. I promise you, I am going to sign it. Amen. Amen. And so with that being said, Jamila, thank you so much for your support. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for you. And not only am I thankful for you, but I'm also very proud of you too, my dear. God's got so many things for you and I just can't wait to see them. I'm excited. All right, y'all. Come on. Let's pray. Y'all ready? Come on. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Let's pray. We got to pray. You know, we got to give God the first fruits of our day. We got to give him the first fruits of our day. Why? Because we want him to bless the remainder of it. So come on. Let's pray. We're going to pray. We started over at Matthew chapter six, starting at verse nine. We recite the Lord's prayer. You ready? Our Father, come on, y'all, call his name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Listen, today we are talking about marriage, right? We talk about marriage and divorce, marriage and divorce. Now I'm going to put a spin on this today because I'm not necessarily talking about marriage between man and woman, but I'm talking about the mindsets that we're married to, the old ways of thinking that we are married, how we were married to, our children that we are married to. Come on, I'm talking about the lies that have been told to us that we are married to. Oh, see, because I'm going to get some of y'all together today. All right. And so today we're going to start off our scripture. If you have your Bibles, and I know that you do, I want you to go over to the book of Mark. Go over to the book of Mark. I want you to go to Mark chapter 10, where we are going to pick up verse 1 through 12. Mark chapter 10, verse 1 through 12. Hey, Portia, how are you, honey? We are picking up there today. Mark chapter 10, verse 1 through 12. We are talking about marriage, but we're not talking about marriage in the normal sense today. We're talking about being married to ideologies, thoughts, all that stuff, right? And so let's get to it. So we are here at Mark chapter 10. We're going verse 1 through 12. We're talking about marriage and divorce a little bit. Right? And so as it reads, And he arose, he meaning Jesus, and he arose from thence and cometh into the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan. And the people resort unto him again. And as he went, he taught them again. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him? And he answered and said unto him, What did Moses command you? 
And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorce and to put her away. For Jesus answered and said unto them, for the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God created the male and female. For this cause shall every man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. That therefore God hath joined together. Let no man put asunder. And in the house of his disciples asked him again of the same manner. And he said unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and shall marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and, he, and be married to another man, she committeth adultery. So today we're talking about being married. We're talking about this marriage institution. And we're talking about marriage institution, a little bit between man and woman, but also the other things, right? So I want to pick up here at verse 9, right? Verse 9 says, what God has joined together. I want to start right there. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder, right? What God has put together, let no man separate. Many of you all are married to men and women that God didn't put you together with. Mm, that's one part of this story, right? But what about the mindsets? What about the ideals, the lies, the false teachings that we are married to? One of them that I want to pick up on because I've gotten to the point that it's literally worried my last nerve. I hear many people keep saying that we are here to be here for three score and ten, right? That is a mindset and that is a lie. We are here to be here for three score and ten. And what does three score and ten mean? Three score, a score is 20 years. Three score is 60 years plus 10, meaning that you live to be 70 years of age. Right? So, and I've heard people say that if you live to be anything past that, then you are on borrowed time. Well, my question to you is, who are you borrowing the time from? Hmm? Who are you borrowing the time from? And where did you get that from? See, this is what happens when we don't know word and we take it out of context, so to speak. If you follow me over to the book of Psalms, I'm going over to Psalms 90, the 90 division of Psalms. Let's, let's go there because if that's the case, I've got a whole bunch of you sexy seniors. You understand some of you silver foxes that are over here at the age of 60 plus. And if that's the case, you about to be out of here, right? My 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 one of my besties, my closest girlfriend, Michelle, she just celebrated her 60th birthday. That means she's gonna be out of here in 10 years. That means I got to go over there and hang out with her two, three more times a day, right? The devil is a whole lot. That ain't what God said. So if you follow me over to the book of Psalm 90, Psalm 90 is where we're going. Psalm 90. And I want you to focus on verses 9 
through 11 because we're going to teach today just a little bit just a little bit we're going to hit it and we're going to quit it we're going to come back again tomorrow psalm 90 verse 9 through 11 says this i'm sorry you know what? i'm gonna pick up at 10 and then work my way backwards Verse 10 says, the days of our years are three score years and 10. And if by reason of strength, they be four score years, yet is their strength, labor and sorrow for that is soon cut off and we fly away. That means we're going to live for three score and 10. We're going to get to be 70. And if we get to be 80, okay, we here and then we're going to fly away. That originally came as a curse that was handed down to the Egyptians. It was a curse that came for those that was disobedient to God, the children of the children of Israel, the children of the, the, the Hebrews, right? That's where that came from because they were disobedient and Moses gave that condemnation to them while they were in the wilderness. They were having a wilderness experience. And you all remember, and for you all that don't, I'll touch against briefly, that when they made their exodus out of Egypt, the mandate was that they were supposed to follow unto the statutes of Moses as he directed them from the word of God. And he was delivering them from, a, from slavery out of bondage, but into the Canaan land where they were supposed to be in a land of milk and honey, where things were supposed to be prosperous for them. They would be able to have their own houses, have their own land. All of these things, right? They were supposed to be independent business owner, entrepreneurs, farmers. They were supposed to have their own. However, you remember they were consistently being disobedient. They were consistently being disobedient. And their disobedience went from one end to the next. Their disobedience went from either the sexual immorality to the point that they even turned around and had graven images. They were committing murder against one another. They were sinning against Moses and, and sinning against God at the Mount. I mean, every time God, Moses went to go fellowship with God to get direction, by the time it was said and done, God would tell Moses, I'm about to kill him because this is what they're doing. Right? So because of that, they were cursed. Some of them were sentenced cursed, but that's not us. And then we also have to put it back in context. So now that was verse 10. But let us go back to the contextual part of this, which starts at verse 9. And this is where I hope that after we have this conversation today, most of you all, all of you all on the sound of my voice and the ones that you share it with, be it live or on replay. I was getting ready to say live or Memorex. I'm about to tell my age. But I'm hoping that once this conversation is had, you all will not repeat this anymore. Okay? Verse 9 says this because we're putting it back in context. It says that for all of our days are passed away in thy wrath. See, God was angry with them. 
He said, for all of our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength, they be fourscore years. Yet it is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. What does it say over in Romans? Who can take you out of God's hand? If God is upset with you, he upset with you. But because we are children of the most high God, we have accepted him by faith. And by faith, we go into his statutes. He is not angry with us. Let me say that again. He is not angry with us. Come on, y'all, because he gave us something that they didn't have. He gave us the ability to repent. I want you to go over here to Psalms 95. Psalm 95, verse 11. And he says, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my wrath, my rest. That means that those of us that he was angry with, he said, you shall not enter into my rest. Those that we were angry with, those were those children of Israel, those disobedient children. And that's the same thing with some of y'all that's disobedient to the word of God. Okay. For you all that are walking around here in disobedience. He said, you won't enter into my rest because the reason being is the enemy has you and he causes torment in you. So how can you enter into the rest of God if you're being tormented by the enemy? And anytime that you believe in a lie, you're being tormented. Oh, see, I'm teaching you here something today. But I want you to go and see what God had to say to those of us that have repented. See what the promise is of God. This is what God said to those of us that follow his statutes. Let's get over here. I'm moving today. First of all, God said to them, I will no longer dwell with them. My spirit will not dwell with them no longer than 120 days. This is what he said after the death of Methuselah. And as a standard for that, to be an example, he allowed Moses to live 120 days. If you go over to Deuteronomy chapter 34, you will see in verse seven, it says, and Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor the natural force abated. He was not blind, nor was he weak, nor was he feeble, but he lived a long life. That's what God made in his promises to us in verse 91. He said, those of us, in Psalm 91, I'm sorry, he said, those of us who know his name, he said he would be with us in time with trouble and satisfy us with long life. Three score and 10 is not long life. Then he also, if you go over to the book of Isaiah, I want to go over to Isaiah chapter 54. 
In Isaiah chapter 54, we had God talking to the children of Israel because he said to them in 51st chapter 54, verse 5, he said, for thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. He was letting them know that your creator is me. I'm a husband unto you. And we saw him saying that back in, in the book of Genesis and even in Exodus when he moved the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he says he took them by the hand as a husband, right? But I'm not going to go back to there. I want to focus on here because here we talk about the wrath of God. The wrath of God that was against the children of Israel, he sentenced them, he condemned them to three score and 10, 70 years of age. But for those of us who are a part of the body of Christ, those of us who have had the ability to repent and come into fellowship with him, those that are led by God, that don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. There was a promise made to us. He said that my spirit would strive with man only 420 years. You got time ahead of you. Don't be packing your bags up at 60. Amen? Amen. But here in Isaiah 54, picking up at verse 5, when he said that he was a husband to them, he also said this too. He told them in verse 7, he said, only for a small moment. Have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. He was saying that, listen, only for a small second was he angry with them, but with great mercy is he gathering himself. He's gathering the people. He's gathering us unto himself because we are his chosen. And then he goes and shows you his promises moving right around to verse nine. He says, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I was sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. So have I sworn that I would not be what? angry, wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee, meaning that he would no longer have wrath with thee. That's one of the reasons why he sent his son Jesus, right? As an atonement. Because remember, it was always a blood Blood sacrifice that was made as an atonement for those that were in error, those that were in sin. But then he said, you know what? We no longer going to have the blood of animals. I'm going to send my son. So when I send my son to hang on the cross, it's going to be once and done. That once and done means that whatever it is that you have done, whatever sins that you have committed, I've sent my son for him to take it on the cross because the word tells us that curses anything that hangeth on the tree. Well, Jesus hung on the tree for the redemption, the remission of your sin as well as mine. I want you all to unmarry yourself. It's time for you to divorce yourself from wrong teaching. It's time for you to divorce yourself from the lie that says that you're only going to live three score and 10. Because for you all to believe that you are going to live three score and 10, some of y'all are getting ready to die right here at 69 years of age and 11 months. You getting ready to go. You ought to be shaking like Don Knotts because you've been reading the wrong thing for so many years. God's word tells us so as a man thinking, so is he. So if you keep thinking the wrong things, you're going to keep having negative results in your life. Think about 
the actor Red Fox. Red Fox walked around here all the time talking about he about to have a big one. And lo and behold, when he did have it, they thought he was telling he was joking, right? Because the Bible tells us that what what is it about the words that come out of our mouth? Proverbs 18 and 21 says it. Right? You have to be careful what you confess because the things that you say will manifest themselves. The stuff that you say in the spirit, you put it out there, it's going to come back at you. Job 22 and 28 says that if you decree a thing, it's going to come to pass. And every time we speak something, it's not always positive. It's negative. You've got to be careful to guard your mouth. The things that you say, you got to be, listen, you got to bridle that tongue. You got to shut it down. You got to stop speaking death and damnation over yourself. You got to live. And the way that you start living is by confessing those things that are lovely, those things that are pure, those things that are righteous. Start speaking those things over your, over your life. And stop speaking negativity into it because the more you speak negativity into it, you have become attached to it. It has become a part of you. It is now ingrained in your DNA because now everywhere you go, you telling people because you think you throw it down because you learned the scripture and you think you throw it down because you sit here under somebody else that you give all this knowledge to all these accolades to you listen to the people tell you, oh, you only going to be here three score and ten and anything after that is borrowed time. That's a lie from the pit of hell and I'm going to let you stop speaking it over me. And so I'm telling you today stop being married to wrong teaching. Stop being married to wrong mindsets. The word of God says as we read it over here in Mark chapter 10 verse 9 he says what the Lord has joined together let no man put asunder. I don't think God adjoined you together with a lie. What you think? This has been a moment in the word. I love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I'm going to see you tomorrow at 11. I promise. Thank you for joining us today in a moment in the word again as i said at the beginning i hope that there was three things that you took away here one that you were able to hear the word two that you received the word and three that you go and share the word remember right here we changing lives one person at a time through the word of god i love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it <laughs>